Welcome back to the CBJ Show, episode 60. Can you believe it? Uh, it is 60 episodes in, and uh, I'm holding it strong. Jason's away this weekend, so I got to stay the ship alone. I brought in my good friend, uh, Greg, from uh, Syracuse this past summer. Greg, thanks for uh, for joining me so I didn't have to do this alone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. It's an honor, really. Well, you, you've kind of followed the footsteps. I think we've had Zeke in before, so I know he's got big shoes. You got big shoes to fill um, to follow Zeke. But with that, we're going to uh, jump right in, talking NFL, talking NBA today. And uh, without further ado, let's do this. So it's now week 11, which is crazy, I think. I don't know where this NFL season has gone for you, but I feel like it was just a couple of weeks ago. We were um, starting the season. You got the the Chiefs and the the Lions on opening night, and there was that um, awesome victory by Detroit. And all of a sudden, you're thinking, "Wow, is Detroit a team <laughs> to watch this year?" Now we're about uh, more than halfway through the season. Many teams, um, if not, uh, yeah, many teams have already had their bye week. Um, or having their bye week this week, and the international window is over, so it's kind of the the final stretch. So let's dive in to certain teams we think um, need to and can make that final push heading into uh, the playoffs because playoffs are coming soon. Uh, fall is here, Thanksgiving's around the corner. Um, so that means football is in its best. So let's start with what's happening. I guess, let me let me ask you first, Greg, what is, if you have any initial thoughts on the season or so, let's, let's start there. Man, there are two teams really that I really want to focus on. And I'm kind of focusing on them for a pretty bad reason. I want to start off with the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm sure you guys may have heard about a few days ago that Joe Burrow is out for the remainder of the season. Due to his uh, injury against the uh, loss against the uh, Ravens the other day, and that just kind of sparked my interest because there were some speculations going on that he was uh, injured and that um, he was going to be 100 going into that game. I believe that I truly believe that they should have sidelined him for that game. They shouldn't have had him play against the Ravens, and now he got to possibly suffer your season possibly being over because your star quarterback is out. And that's one of the top QBs in the league too, and then. Cincinnati, you know, they had a rough start. They started off 0-3, then went on a four-game winning streak. Then went on to suffer back-to-back losses from the Texans. And then uh, going on another loss against the Ravens. And that loss may have possibly capped off their season with the injury of Joe Burrow. Yeah, can I jump in real quick before you go to your second team, which is just... Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, obviously, just I pulled up ESPN Cincinnati Bengals depth chart and I don't even, I've never even heard of the backup. I don't know if you have Jake Browning. I don't know if he can lead this team to, um, to the playoffs right now. Uh, Cincinnati is in last place at five and five right now. If the playoffs ended today, they would not make it same with Buffalo. We'll, we'll get to Buffalo later, but Cincinnati would be the 10 seed, which means they would not make the playoffs. I don't think looking at the teams that they would have to jump ahead, they would have to jump Vegas. Vegas, I 
even though they fired Josh McDaniels, decided to move on from Jimmy G and go to uh, the rookie, in uh, Vegas has been playing well. Indy, I'm questionable on um, them. They're, they're a question mark. Houston has been playing amazing. CJ Stroud, he's been awesome. And Cleveland, you've got Cleveland and Pittsburgh holding the fifth and sixth seed um, in the AFC, and they're in your division. So you're, as Cincinnati Bengals fan, you want to make the playoffs. you got to jump other teams in your division, which is already hard. Winning the division, playing divisional games is obviously the hardest um, because you play them so much, you know them so well. I don't think Cincinnati can make the playoffs. I'm not saying that because they've got some guy named Jake Browning as quarterback. I'm saying because of the teams that they would have to leapfrog, and I don't think it's possible. I agree with you. And then you still do have a great receiver in uh, Jamar Chase. But then again, looking at the NFL, looking at how looking at how many teams are doing phenomenal this year, and all those teams have great quarterbacks like the Texans with C.J. Stroud, the um, Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, the Eagles with Jalen Hurts, and then throwing in a backup QB, you know, and then with the loss of uh, Joe Burrow, that's going to really hurt this Bengals team. So I do agree that they probably won't make the playoffs. If somehow they do make it, I don't see them getting past the first round. And I'll, and I'll the, add, add this little uh, tidbit. They still have to play the Steelers next week. They've got the Jaguars, who are doing well. They've got to play the Vikings, who are coming up on a five-game win streak. And, oh, they play Pittsburgh again. And they have Kansas City. It's not an easy road for Cincinnati. And you just lost your starting quarterback in a league where you know you need to have a quarterback, a good quarterback with weapons. Yes, they've got Jamar Chase. But T. Higgins is out. Um the wide receiver core kind of drops after Chase. This yeah. is Bengals team is not making the playoffs. And their offensive line has never been the best either. Even when they went to the Super Bowl, it wasn't the best. Now, we did see the Bengals. One thing that we have seen from them in the past two years is that how they'll always have slow starts to the season. Like last year, they started off slow, and then they made their way to the AFC Championship, beating the Buffalo Bills team, which I thought they were going to lose to. So they, that team surprised me in so many ways and making the Super Bowl back in 2021. But this year, I think they're going to finally come down to earth. Maybe we'll have a better chance of doing it next year. But I just think their season's over. Uh, what's the second team you have? Now, the second team is a team that I did not think was going to be doing this bad. And you kind of read my mind earlier. You kind of said it, oh, Bills. I'm... I'm surprised. I mean, I believe that Josh Allen, compared to maybe two, compared to last year, I feel like he's his game has gone down as a quarterback because he's and they suffered a bad loss to the Broncos the other day. And I don't know the Bills. They're, they're losing to a lot of teams they shouldn't be losing to, and the whole team is kind of underperforming. Like you look at uh, Stephon Diggs. You know, his uh, yards have gone down since last year. You got Josh Allen, whose stats have gone down, too. And then you didn't have DeMar Hamlin come back the other night, which that's really good. Uh, prayers up for him. Thankfully, he made it back on the field, fully recovered. But then again, this Bills team, they're on the verge of not making the playoffs. And I look, I checked their schedule. They have a few tough teams. It's not as tough as the Bengals' schedule. But 
still, I mean, with the teams they've been losing to, right now it's kind of hit or miss. This is the time for the Buffalo Bills to really say, okay, we've had a rough start to the season. We have, we've had a rough season. Let's put all that aside. Now let's really lock in and focus on making the playoffs. Because they're a team that um they always get projected to go far in the playoffs. And now, right now, you know, they're just kind of looking, they're looking a little bit slow right now. And right now is the time where they really have to lock in and really take care of business. Yeah, I mean, you look at the teams that they've lost to. Denver, they've lost to the Patriots. They barely could beat the uh, Giants. I mean, I've looked at the teams that they beat. Like, they crushed against the Dolphins after the Dolphins threw up 70 against Denver. And then they've just kind of fallen apart since then. They win, they lose, and they've got to play the Eagles, Chiefs, and Cowboys three weeks. Those are three games three weeks in a row. That is not easy. You add in the Chargers, who around Christmas time, that's a hit or miss. This is a team that should be able to compete in the AFC, and they're looking like a team that can't. I want to move right. on to a different AFC East team, which is the Dolphins. I think, personally, the Dolphins are kind of frauds because you look at who they beat. The games that they beat are all against teams that have losing records. Chargers, Broncos, Giants, Panthers, and Patriots twice. Well, let's look at who they've lost to. Kansas City, Philadelphia. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they should have lost to another team. Uh, can't think of it right now. Um, oh, Buffalo. And Buffalo's not doing well either. They can't compete against good teams. How can you expect this team, Miami team, with Tua Tunga Viola to make a deep run, maybe even a Super Bowl, Super Bowl run, when they can't even beat teams that are better than them? I just don't understand why people are so high on them because I don't think they are a good team. I think it helps that the division sucks. <laughs> no one in the AFC seems to be good. And I think it also helped that they had such an easy schedule. They've gained, uh, they've beaten up. Um, on really bad teams like the Patriots, Broncos, and Panthers. But like uh, two weeks ago when they played that game against Kansas City and uh, Germany, they didn't even score for like the first half. And then they, they come back, they make a comeback, they fumble with one minute left, and that's how they end. Like they don't seem to be a good team. I don't know if uh, you have any thoughts on that. I agree with you. I mean, I do love the uh... – I do like that team a lot. You know, they have great players and a great quarterback and two uh, excellent wide receiver and Tyree Kill. But I agree with you. They're not playing good teams. Every time they do play a good team, they always lose. Like, I was surprised when they lost to the Bills and the Chiefs. I thought they put up more of a fight. But we could – but my thing is we could see the same scenery as we saw with the Eagles last year because everybody was saying they're playing bad teams, have an easy schedule. And they were able to march their way out of the Super Bowl and almost come close to beating the Chiefs, even though they came up short by a few points. We could see that same thing going on with the Dolphins, but although the Dolphins are not as are not as good of as good of a team as the Eagles were last year, especially how the Eagles are playing this year. But I do agree with you. I think they're frauds. I do obviously they're gonna be they're gonna be making it into the playoffs. I have them losing about the I'll say second round ish. Maybe the standings get, could get shaken up a little bit between now and play, come playoff time in January. But 
I don't see them making the AFC or I'm sorry, I don't see them making the um Super Bowl at all. I don't see them getting past the second round. But that's just the way I look at the um Dolphins. They're a great team. And I believe that um they do get eliminated this year. They do have a lot more years to where they have a chance. Make some adjustments over the off season. But their their focus um for this off season should really be to add pieces to where they to where they can compete with these top teams like the Eagles or the Chiefs or even the Cowboys. That's that's my take on the Dolphins this year, though. I I'll just ask you quickly uh, your thoughts on the the Houston Texans. What they've what what you've seen them do this year? Maybe even have a chance to make the playoffs. What do you think? Man, I'm like what I'm seeing from a uh, Houston, especially from CJ Stroud. You know, I'm I'm from Houston, Texas, if you guys don't know, but I'm used to a lot of years of disappointment coming from a lot of our sports teams besides the Astros. But, you know, I mean, I'm really surprised the way their season's turning out. I did not expect them to be this good. And I did not expect the impact that CJ Stroud would have on this team as right now. I mean, he's already one of the best uh, quarterbacks in the league. Also, probably the best young quarterback in the league as well. And he's playing... He's playing phenomenal, man. I believe that I believe that he's the future of this organization. And I do believe they have a chance to make the playoffs this year. I don't have them going too far, though. They could possibly be a dark horse candidate. But I don't really have them getting past the first round. Because I believe they are too, too young of a team. And plus, you are going against a lot of experienced teams with the much better QBs than C.J. Stroud. And C.J. Stroud has what it takes to become the best quarterback in the league in a few years from now. But I also think this is the Texans this year because, like I said, they're a young team, young and inexperienced team. And in the NFL history, we don't really see a lot of teams like that really do well come postseason time, especially with how inexperienced this Texans team is. I am surprised with their success this year. They do have a winning record for the first time in a few years. But like I said, I'll say I'll give them a few years for them to really make a real deep run. Sounds good. I know I'm looking forward to the Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl rematch uh this afternoon, 425 on Fox, if I'm not mistaken. Any other comments uh, as we head into week eleven of the NFL season? I just wanted to get some my, uh, my Super Bowl prediction. Really quick. Uh, you know, before we uh, cap this off. But I think we're gonna get a rematch for uh, Chiefs versus Eagles. That's what I believe. Because I believe that. The way Kansas City's playing, I believe they can truly go back. And the Eagles are off to a strong start to the season. Or not start, because we're kind of in the middle, actually. But <laughs> they're off to a really having a phenomenal season as well. You know, Jalen Hurts doing his thing. There's off to it, and Jason Kelsey doing his thing. I believe that they're going to – I believe we can see a rematch, possibly, between the two um teams. And then maybe tonight, who knows, this afternoon or tonight, we could possibly get um, we possibly, you know, they probably show us why they'll be back in the Super Bowl this year. But I truly believe that um, I believe that this game tonight will probably shape the way a Super Bowl rematch between these two these two teams will go. But we'll have to wait and see, you know. It's possible. I also think you've got teams in the NFC like the Niners, the Lions, who make a run. I think in the AFC, it is. Who can beat Kansas City? 
And until any team seems to be able to beat Kansas City, and I'm not talking about the Denver Broncos being able to beat them, um, because uh, we're not going to say why, um, it's Kansas City's uh, time to go repeat and uh, be able to be the first team to go repeat champs since uh, 0-3-0-4 Patriots, I'm not mistaken. Um, so... I think that's where where we kind of stand. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you. Let's jump in quickly about NBA. I know it's just just beginning. Um, only a few weeks in. Also, now the NBA in season tournament. So let's let's start there. Um, I don't know how much NBA you've been watching and focusing, but what is your thoughts on the NBA um, introducing this in season tournament throughout the regular season? At first, when I heard about it, because I first thought they're going to be doing that back in uh, January. At first, I wasn't too crazy about the idea. I thought it was kind of just like a preview of the playoffs that we might get later on. But I'm really starting to like it. You know, I'm really starting to believe that um this uh, in-season tournament. And it should be, it's a, a chance for a lot of young players to really showcase what they can do on the big stage as well. And I truly believe that... um. I'm seeing we're seeing a lot of great performances. Like we saw a great performance from Tyrese Halliburton and even Obi Toppin against the uh, 76ers the other night. And then also to where um Tyrese Halliburton on the uh big stage as well. He's able to um make NBA history with uh putting up 32 assists within two games while having zero turnovers as well. That's some great we're seeing right there off the bat. So we're seeing a lot of great things from this tournament. And like I said, it's a lot of a lot of young players who haven't really had the opportunity to play on the big stage, are able to really showcase what they can do when competing for a, a trophy. And we'll see what um happens. We'll see what teams make it to Vegas come early December too. Yeah, my favorite part about it is, because I was skeptical at first as well. I thought, oh, all right, this isn't going to be exciting. It's just an extra regular season game. But the players seem motivated because they see that prize. And yes, I'm not saying, oh, you have to throw money in to get players more motivated. But the NBA season's long. We we talk about if NBA, MLB, how long the baseball season is. There's a lot. Like, it can get pretty, could say, tiring as a fan because, you know, all right, there's so much games to be played. It doesn't really mean anything in uh, the beginning. Having a, quote-unquote, tournament at the beginning of the season gives players motivation to start. You want to start strong because – not only will this record help you later on as the the um, wins and losses in the in-season tournament for the group play count for regular season, they also want to win because they want to win that prize. They want to be able to be like, oh, we're the first team to win or whatever. It gives so much more motivation. And my favorite part is it kind of hypes up the season a little bit. Um, having such a long season is tough. And obviously, in a sport like basketball, you want to play as many games as you want. Same with baseball. And it's hard to cut because then you lose so much money and um, all that stuff. But having some sort of motivation at the beginning of the season, I think, really helps the players, the coaches, the teams, and also as a fan to get more excited as the season begins. Well, I agree. Sure. I want to uh, jump in a little bit about um, we hear this word comeback player all the time and, and every sport you have. And 
so many times it's hard at the beginning of the season to say, oh, who's going to be a comeback player? And when you look at an, an end of a season uh, and you say, oh, why do they deserve it? You look at where do they come from? How did they go? And I think I want to start right now and just kind of look at a few players who missed a ton of time last season, 2022-2023 season, and kind of what we give, we can give a little bit of an expectation, what we think. So we're, I've got about five names in my head. If you've got more, that's totally fine. But, but let's start off here, which is, I'm going to start with the first one, which is Zion Williamson. He missed so much of that season, which was such a disappointment of how much he's been injured since he's come to the NBA. Um, I loved him when he was at Duke. He was phenomenal. Um, that team he was on was amazing at Duke. What can this Pelicans team do now that they have a player like Zion? One thing about the Pelicans that I took notice of, I took notice of this early last season. If you remember their, how they were playing at the beginning of last season while Zion was healthy, they were playing great. They were number one in the Western Conference at one point as well. And however, they're not quite there as of right now. And then plus you got to take consideration because, you know, CJ McCollum with his uh, lung, something happened to his lung, and one of his lungs collapsed, so prayers up to him. I believe this Pelicans team, this is the year to really make, the, I think this is the year to make the playoffs and do something. And we saw some flashes of what they could do when they made the playoffs uh, the last time against the Phoenix Suns when they were the number one seed in best record in the NBA. They were able to really show that they can compete with top-level teams like that the Suns were that year and really compete in the big stage against teams like Phoenix. Because, you know, that year with the Suns, they came off of a finals loss from the Milwaukee Bucks, and everybody um had them, trying, had them going back trying to, you know, repent from last season. Even though Luke and the Mavericks stopped that, we were still able to see flashes of what this Pelicans team can do without Zion Williamson as well. And they also have a lot of weapons along with Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum went healthy, you got Herbert Jones, and there's a lot of Jonas Valanciunas. So you got a lot of factors that can play into this team. And you also have a Jose Alvarado who's a showing that he can handle the ball, make plays. And you can also he's also a pretty nice solid defender as well. He plays some really good defense on Chris Paul in that series as well. And Chris Paul is a very hard player to guard. He can snake dribble into the uh, paint for an easy mid-range jumper. It's a playmaker. He can see every aspect of the floor. He can see the floor. But I believe that Zion is in for a great comeback here. I and mean, he had a great night the other night when he put up 26 points. So I truly, I truly believe that this Pelicans team will make the playoffs this year. But I don't have him really competing in that high-level Western Conference when you have teams like Denver, who you know is going to play, be playing good after last season. Sacramento Kings, Phoenix Suns when they get Bradley Beal back because they're looking stacked as of right now as well. The Mavericks and even um, yeah, but you have, have a lot of great teams in the West. I don't think they'll be able to mess with those teams as of right now, but I do believe the Pelicans have a lot of time on their hands, and I believe they'll with a few adjustments maybe during the off season they'll be a great team from year for years to come for sure. I want to. Um, move to another team that is getting another player, Minnesota Timberwolves. Getting uh, Carl Anthony Towns back has definitely helped them. Uh, they've jumped to the top of the Western Conference, started off 9-3. and three. They are a team that had so many injuries last year that they just never 
seem to be able to compete in the Western Conference. Yes, they would win games, but they never seem to be that team that uh, a lot of people thought when they got Towns. And um, now, I think having Towns has definitely helped them. In addition, um, like Anthony Edwards, I've loved what we've seen from him, which has been awesome. And um, they also, I forgot, they have Rudy Gobert. Um, so Minnesota is definitely a tough team. Having that combination of Go- Gobert and Cat uh, has definitely helped them. I agree 100%. We have so many, we have a lot of great players. We have some more veteran leadership as well from Mike Conley, who's been in some of those situations before. Maybe not from a championship standpoint, but he's a guy with a lot of playoff experience playing with um, Memphis and Utah over the years. And I believe that, um, I really believe this Timberwolves team will make a deep run come playoff time. We have great defense. And guys like Jaden McDaniels, you have Rudy Gobert, who's probably one of the best uh, interior defenders in the NBA. I mean, winning uh, three straight DPOYs. And then I believe that Anthony Edwards has truly risen up to his potential. I mean, if you watch the game where he handed Boston their first loss of the season, putting up 38 um, points, putting up 38 points, uh, shooting 60% from the field, and just truly taking over come uh, overtime, he's shown that he can be the best player on the floor with uh, guys like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown there, too. So I believe that um, Edwards, I believe he could also possibly be a candidate for most improved player as well, even though we kind of did see this coming. But it's kind of the same situation as John Morant winning most improved player. We saw his rise kind of coming. He was projected to be a top guard in the NBA. But I believe that Anthony Edwards could be most improved player this year, along with guys like Cam Thomas, Tyrese Maxey, and Tyrese Halliburton as well. Sounds good. My last question is, and this can be quick, any thoughts on Ben Simmons? <laughs> ben Simmons, honestly, I actually have some positive things to say about him. I know he's out. He's only going off his back. But, I mean, you look if you look at the stats, he's currently averaging 7, 10, and 7. I mean, you might look at it as, okay, yeah, he's 6, 10. Of course, he's supposed to be grabbing rebounds. But he is really contributing to this Brooklyn Nets team. Because if you look at him, he's not really a great scorer, but he's doing other things. He's grabbing rebounds. He's playing some really solid defense for this Nets team as well. And he's able to actually actually pretty underrated playmaker as well. He can see the floor really well. He can dish out passes too. So I believe that uh, Ben Simmons has stepped up from what he was 365 days from now. And he, I believe he's holding himself more accountable to, have, to making his presence being known on the court. Although we haven't seen major improvements, I am seeing flashes of improvements. And maybe he doesn't come back to um, the star form that he was a few years ago. But if he, he could possibly become a solid piece for this Brooklyn Nets team to maybe make a – not make a run because I don't really have him doing much this year. But, you know, maybe doing something in the future because he's still very young. And you have a lot of guy, young guys on there such as Cam uh, Johnson, Mikhail Bridges. You got Cam Thomas, Dorian Finney-Smith, along with Ben Simmons as well. All right. That's going to wrap up our NBA discussion, obviously really early into the season. Let me, let me just, we'll finish this with, do you have a way, 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 way too early of a NBA finals prediction? I do actually. 
I actually do have a very, very early NBA Finals prediction. So for my early Finals prediction, I actually have two possibilities for this year. I either have the Nuggets and the Celtics, or possibly we could possibly see the Suns playing the Celtics. But I believe that either way, the Celtics will take it. So I believe this is their year, especially with adding great additions to their roster and Chris Asporzingis. And then also adding a true point guard in Drew Holiday who can handle the ball. He's actually a pretty underrated playmaker as well, if you ask me. And he's also an excellent defender, probably the best defensive guard in the NBA today. And we've seen him lock down a bunch of other guards. Like we saw back in 2018 in the Pelicans and Blazers series where he shut down Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. And that allowed him to uh, sweep the Blazers that year. And I believe they were to come against the Milwaukee Bucks, maybe in the third round of the playoffs, maybe even the second. I believe that if they do have, if they put Holiday on Dame, I believe that it'll be a tough series for Milwaukee and especially Lillard. Because Holiday has more experience in that arena of guarding a guy like Damian Lillard. I think you touched on everything I was going to say, which was this is, I think, the Celtics season to win. Uh, and the only thing I'll add is I think it's time for Banner 18. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. So let's let's wrap up our episode, but before we do, let's play a little quick game of this or that. Since it's hard to fall, let's play Fall Edition. So I'm going to give you two options, obviously, this or that, and uh, I'm, I'll, I'll let you answer, and then I'll, I'll share you my answer. So Perfect. first question, cozy socks or fuzzy slippers? Ooh. Cozy socks. I think I'm a slipper guy, so I'd go fuzzy slipper. Okay, okay. That's a good answer. <laughs> hot tea or hot cocoa? Hot tea for sure. I'm 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 not a chocolate guy, so I I'm a well, I guess I can kind of change this a little bit. I'm a hot cocoa guy, but more of like a Hot cocoa mocha, peppermint mocha from Starbucks. That that sounds. Oh, that's a good. That's a good drink. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you like to carve pumpkins or go apple picking? Carve pumpkins for sure, because I can make so many different faces. I can make like a scary face, or I can make like a not so scary one. I can make like a lot of different faces when it comes to pumpkin carving, and you can get more creative too. That's fair. So the apple picking, just go for one purpose, just picking apples. You know what I mean? Uh, I agree. Um, on Thanksgiving, you watching the Macy's Parade or are you watching the dog show? Ooh, dog show for sure. Wow. Uh, I was always a Macy's Parade guy until I saw Santa Claus come out. And then I'm like, all right, it's still Thanksgiving. I'm not ready for <laughs> Santa Claus. Yeah. Um, also, that's coming from a, uh, a Jewish kid. So as well. <laughs> And they already have their de- Christmas decorations up right after Halloween too. So I I don't get my my favorite part is is on November first I see people throwing Christmas decorations. I go, there's a holiday called Thanksgiving in between, but I guess we can just skip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you want to uh if you want to like, would you rather cozy up to read a book or watch a movie? Watch a movie. Same. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big movie guy, so. <laughs> I, I just like the idea if you're going to have to like be together and rather throw on a million blankets and watch a movie than read a book. 
Yeah, because then you can get covered watching a movie. Then when you read a book, you have to like adjust yourself to a position where you can hold the book and also like read the words as well. Hundred <laughs> percent. Are you yeah. watching football or are you going holiday shopping? Oh man, I'm watching football. <laughs> All right. All way. Obvious. All right. Some good games on too, so you know. The, this upcoming weekend is going to be awesome. I know we've got oh yeah the NFL's. I'll, I'll just shout this out. NFL's first Black Friday game. We've got the Michigan Ohio State game on Saturday. Tons of college football. Tons of NFL. NBA actually I think has tons of games over the weekend. So it's going to be a ton of fun for watching sports. And my last one is, you excited when the first leaves fall or when there's the first frost? Man, um, you know, I'm going to go with the first frost because, you know, we're in, I mean, well, I'm in Texas and I'm kind of, I'm in the mood for a weather change because it's been, the most fall hits in Texas, either it's going to be hot or it's going to be cool. You never get cold weather, especially around this time of the year, you don't get cold weather too often. So I'm hoping come December after Thanksgiving, we'll get a few days where we have uh, chilly days outside. All right. Well, that's all I've got. So. That's going to wrap up episode 60. You were awesome. Um, Thank you very much. We, we should bring you back. Um, you, you definitely got the knowledge on NFL. You got the knowledge on NBA. Um, so just kind of send me a text. You want to come over <laughs> onto the pod? We'll, oh, yeah, uh, we'll sure. make it happen. <laughs> I'll be on in the future for sure. All right. Well, we thank you for listening to episode 60. Um, if Jason comes back next, next episode, maybe, maybe I've kicked him off and Greg will just be my new co-host. I don't know. Uh, don't, don't, don't tell, we'll just won't tell him that it's okay. He doesn't listen anyway. That'll do it. Episode 60. Uh, as we go into this, uh, holiday weekend, have a happy Thanksgiving and, uh, we'll be back with more. Happy Thanksgiving, you guys.